0: بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله حمد الشاكرين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه يجمعين اللهم صَلِّ وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها ونور الابصار وضيائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها baraka اللَّهُ Sayyidina وَبَارَكَ عَلَىٰ سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ كُلَّمَا ذَكْرَكَ الذَّاكِرُونَ وَغَفَلَ عَن ذِكْرِكَ الْغَافِلُونَ We stopped last week on the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah the longest chapter of Al-Quran al karim This chapter is a chapter that was revealed in Al-Madinatul Nawrah and there are some hallmarks to identify whether a chapter is Makki or Al-Madani because the ulama the commentators of the Qur'an, the scholars of ulum Al-Qur'an, they divide the Qur'an into two categories, Al-Makki and Al-Madani. Even though the Qur'an would have been revealed in various places throughout the world. From Bilad Al-Sham, when the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam traveled to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa sharif some of the Qur'an was revealed in Asham. sham Likewise, the areas between Makkah Al-Mukarramah and Al-Madinatul Munawwarah Some of the Qur'an would have been revealed in those regions But for ease The Ulama, they divide the Qur'an into two Makki and Al-Madani Because based upon the migration of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu So when The Messenger of Allah وسلم, Was resident in Makkah Al-Mukarramah For 13 years while the Qur'an was being revealed Those chapters are referred to as Makki And when he was resident in Al-Madinatul Munawwarah for 10 years. Those chapters are referred to as Madani chapters. Surah Al-Baqarah is a Madani chapter, but there are some hallmarks how you can recognize a chapter, whether it's Makki or Al-Madani. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, "Ya These verses were revealed in Al-Madinatul Munawwarah. Likewise, the story of Iblis with Sayyiduna Adam alayhi salam, Whenever that story is mentioned, you will know that that chapter is a Makki chapter with the exception of Suratul Al-Baqarah because the story is mentioned in Suratul Al-Baqarah, that's an exception. Another hallmark for instance is if you find the word Kalla in a chapter, that chapter is revealed in Makkah Al-Mukarramah like Kalla sofa ta'lamun." indeed soon you shall know. When you read that, you know that this chapter was revealed in Makkah Al-Mukarramah. So there are hallmarks of knowing when a chapter is uh, or was revealed in Mecca al-Mukarrama, like the Qasas al-Quran, the stories of the Quran. The majority of the Qasas al-Quran, the stories of the Quran, were revealed in Mecca al-Mukarrama. So Surah Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salam, the entire chapter was revealed in Mecca al-Mukarrama. Surah al-Kahf, the entire chapter was revealed in Mecca al-Mukarrama. The verses of Ahkam. Ahkam Al-Quran, majority of these verses were revealed in al al Munawarah. So Surah Al-Baqarah, that chapter starts again with r-Rahim. Alif, Lam Meem. These uh, huroof, these letters are referred to as Muqatta'at. Why are they referred to as Muqatta'at? Because they are separated from the rest of the Quran in a way that the letters are separate. Alif is separate. Laam is separate, Meem is separate, as opposed to saying with Alif, Laam, Meem, you read it as a word like Alam, it, it is not read as a word Alam, it's read as Alif, lam, Meem. So Al-Muqatta'at is meaning separate letters. What is the meaning of these letters? This is one of the Sirr Min Asrar Al-Qur'an. Every book has a secret and one of the secrets of the Kitabullah is these haruf at the beginning. Of in total, there are 14 letters that the Quran starts with. So like Alif, La, Meen, Ha, Meen, Ta Taha, Noon, Qaf. These are in total 14 letters. In the Arabic language, there are 28 letters. So half the Arabic letters, the Quran starts with 12 of them are undotted and two of them are dotted. What are the dotted ones, Noon and Qaf? Someone may say that seen the Ya' is dotted. But in reality, Ya' is not dotted. But if it is written as dotted, uh, when it is written in its original form, it's not necessarily dotted. But then when we look at the other 14 letters that were left out, 12 of them are dotted and two are undotted. This is how the Quran is precise and how the letters have been selected. The meaning of Alif, La, mein, of course, many of the Ulama, they disputed this. Some of them gave various opinions. The Ulama reach their opinion from using their minds, utilizing their minds. And some of them reach the opinion from transmission. What is transmitted to them from an authentic source, they will know this is the meaning of Alif Lam meem. This is the meaning of Hamim. This is the meaning of Noon. This is the meaning of Asq. This is the meaning of Yasin. But other Ulama, they may have a Sanad, a chain of narration, from a valid source that they will know that this is the meaning of these haruf. while the aw- awliyaullah saliheen the pious people they may receive kash spiritual unveiling and they will know that some of the meanings of these haruf, and they'll give the meaning according to their spiritual unveiling but the anbiya ali salatu was salam and the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam most specifically will know the exact meaning from wahi which is the most precise meaning but people have speculated and disputed the exact meaning of these haruf some of them have said that the letters stand for meanings because the letter alone in the arabic language stands for something like if it is said uh, the poet says with regard to the woman that it was said waqila laha qumi fa qaf it was said to her stand and she said in response qaf meaning in the meaning in the meaning of qumtu. she said Qu, qaf meaning qumtu. so they say therefore the meaning of alif has a meaning the meaning of lam has a meaning the meaning of meen has a meaning meaning it alludes to a meaning others like Al qurtubi rahimallahu ta'ala and other commentators have mentioned they call which is one of the best aqwal one of the best statements with regard to these huruf is that at the beginning of the quran these letters are a challenge to the Quraysh. At that time, it were as if it is being stated to the Quraysh that you have these letters, you have Qaf, you have Noon, you have Ya, you have Seen, you have Ta, you have Ha, you have Ha, you have Meem, you have Alif, you have Lam. you have all these letters. And Sayyiduna Muhammad he also has access to these letters. You claim, O Quraysh, that this Qur'an is man-made, then if it were man-made, the composition is from these letters. The Prophet ﷺ has access to these letters and you also have access to these letters. If you believe this Qur'an is a forgery, then imitate the Qur'an with these letters. So as if to say, when the letter Alif is recited, when the, the letter Lam is recited, the letter Mim is recited, it, it stands as a, tahaddi, a challenge to the Quraysh of the time that you have these letters give a composition of the Qur'an with these letters counter the Qur'an but they were unable to do so. So at the beginning Alif La Meen is recited. But of course throughout the Qur'an the, these letters like Ha Meen is read in a specific way for protection as is mentioned in the Hadith of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam regarding Ha Hamim is recited for a particular protection. So, these letters are sirun min asrarillah. They are a secret from the secrets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As if to say the next verse, here, connected to the previous, because after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, meaning this makes us think these are letters, a, a, a notification. حَامِينَ قَافْ يَاثِينَ meaning alerting us ذَٰلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ That is the book ذَٰلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ in which there is no doubt. Now you will notice on the Mus'haf that is published in the Indian subcontinent uh, the, written in the Mughal Khat this is written in the Mughal Khat uh, the other Mus'haf which is published in Arabia or published in Syria, and that is published in al khat Al-Ruqa'i The khat is different, meaning the style. The orthography is one. Orthography is the actual spelling, but the khat which is the calligraphy, may differ. But they have here a sign which is placed. This is the sign known as Al-Mu'anaqa, meaning there is a Waqf, a you stop on any one of these two. You have a choice. Al-Mu'anaqa so you can recite this as ذَٰلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ هُدَلِّ الْمُتَّقِينَ And you can recite this as ذَٰلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ الْمُتَّقِينَ This is known as al And you will notice on the side of the Mus'haf, they have written al And they have placed three dots at the stop. So ذَٰلِكَ الْكِتَابُ Here the Quran is being referred to as ذَٰلِكَ that book. Meaning, this is for ta'a'zeem as Imam Fakhruddin al Razi points out that when something is given ta'fhim, the uh, ta'a'zeem, uh, reverence, it it is referred to as If you said dhalika radul, that man, but here al kitab, that book, meaning the Quran, after the letters are recited, alif la, mean al kitab, meaning that book, la Of course, the book here, al kitab. Throughout Al-Quranul Kareem, we will have the word, the Quran being referred to, or Revelations being referred to as Al-Kitab throughout the Quran. Al-Kitab is like a ismul jins a genus, a universal noun that refers to Revelations. Thalika kitab But here in reference specifically to al quran al Kareem, throughout history and the ages, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala sent down Revelations to various Anbiya, Ali Salat wa salam. It has been said to Sayyiduna Sheith, one of the earliest descendants of Sayyiduna Adam السلام, and one of the earliest prophets, 50 scriptures were sent. And it is said to Sayyiduna Idris, السلام, 20 scriptures were sent. And like this, to Musa, السلام, the revelation of the Torah, some have said earlier revelations were so long that they may have been a thousand chapters with a thousand verses in each chapter. Likewise, the revelation to Dawood, الصلاة, the Zabur. Why was it referred to as Zabur? Zabur, because if you remember in Surah Al Kahf, uh, Sayyiduna Dhul Qarnayn, he says, Give me Zubar al Hadid, the blocks of iron. Zubar, the word Zubar, is in reference to huge blocks. And the word Zabur is in reference to huge pieces of leather which were cut out and the, the Zabur would be written upon. And then Al-Injil was revealed to Sayyiduna Isa Alayhi but the last revelation to Sayyiduna Muhammad Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam is Ajma'u Kitabin, the most comprehensive book that it contains everything that was in those revelations, it is found in Al-Quranul Kareem. La wa la illa fi kitabim that there is nothing wet or anything dry except it is in what? kitab i mubeen some of the commentators have said. Uh, Kitab-im-mubeen here, the manifest book is in reference to al Quran Al kareem While others have said Al mahfuz But kalam subhanahu wa ta'ala is comprehensive. kitab Also the revelation, the Quran was initially written down on Al mahfuz What Al Allahul-Mahfuz? The preserved tablet which is above the arsh when it was written down over 50000 years before everything was created then it was revealed to al-baitul maamur al-baitul maamur is the the hallowed house which is located in the seventh heaven and is directly above the kaaba so if you go above the kaaba into the seven heavens in the seventh heaven you have al-baitul maamur then on laylatul qadr in the month of ramadan in Shahru Ramadan, the month of Ramadan, in which the Quran was revealed from Al Baytul Ma'mur, the Quran, according to a narration of Abdullah bin Abbas, عنهما, was revealed from Al Baytul Ma'mur to Baytul Izzah, which is on the first heaven. From Baytul Izzah, in 23 years, over a period of 23 years, it was revealed upon the heart of the Messenger of Allah written down and memorized and it was written down completely in the lifetime of the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so that is the meaning of zalikal kitab la rayba fihi la rayba fihi meaning when you open this book you recite alif lam mim you read al kitab straight away you should know al kitab la rayba fihi there is no doubt in this book meaning when you are going to read this book after you have opened the book and recited suratul fatiha which is the key to everything and the bismillah the bismillahir rahmanir rahim is the key to the fatiha when you have utilized the key you read this book الكتاب, that book ala this la Rayba fih la is in lam lil nafil jins to negate any type of doubt and this sometimes can come in the meaning of, la tartabu fihi. Do not even have any doubt regarding this book. Meaning, it has two meanings. One is, la Rayba fihi. There is no doubt in this book. The other meaning would be, la tartabu fihi. Do not have any doubt regarding this book. Then, hudan, the word hudan is in the meaning of guidance. Now, note, previously in Surah Al-Fatiha, we recited what? Mustaqim. Guide us to the straight path. But here the Quran is informing us, Meaning this Qur'an is guidance for whom? For Al-Muttaqeen. The word al muttaqin is from Al-Wikaya. al is what? To protect yourself. When you protect yourself, you have acquired and adopted taqwa, meaning you save yourself. From a bad outcome. نارا, protect yourselves and your families from the hellfire, from fire, nara. The same root word waqa yaqi. Is what to protect yourself. قو, protect yourselves from what? Uhlikum nara from the fire. Al muttaqin are those people who protect themselves. This has darajat levels. One of the darajat. Well, the first basic darajah, the first level is what protecting yourself from kufr, disbelief and nifaq. That a person protect himself from all types of kufr. The second level is what protecting yourself from muharramat and makruhat. Muharramat meaning those things which are prohibited by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and makruhat, dislike things, those things which are disliked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third level which is the highest martaba is a person is never negligent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning he never allows anything to distract him from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the highest level of taqwa. That a person, he, he doesn't fall into kufr and bid'ah. Kufr, disbelief, bid'ah, innovation in religion. He doesn't fall into muharramat and makruhat, prohibited actions and disliked actions. But the third and highest rank, is that the person is never distracted from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. He never allows the dunya to overwhelm him to the point that he is distracted from observing Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So this book is a guidance for those people. But someone may say, "What if a disbeliever opens the book? Is it guidance for him?" The answer is yes for the disbeliever. In terms of when he adopts the guidance, he will become from al muttaqin. That when the disbeliever Adopts the guidance of the Qur'an. He will enter the Zumrah, the group of Al-Muttaqeen. Hudallil Muttaqin? Who are these Muttaqeen? A further description. Allatheena, those. The verb here, Yu'minun. From Iman. Yu'minu. This also has the meaning of protection. So one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Mu'min. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is al-Mu'min what does it mean when we say Allah is al-Mu'min the one who gives protection to others the one who gives protection to the believers al-Mu'min so when a believer believes in this book yu'minuna and they believe in al-ghayb yu'minuna they give protection to themselves what do they give protection to themselves from from the hellfire and a bad outcome yu'minuna bil-ghayb firstly they believe in al-ghayb what is al-ghayb there is some type of ghayb that a person can know it sig- it can be signified in the mind like what belief in a sani' the creator Wasifati, his divine attributes believing in the creator and his divine attributes you can know this with the mind similarly knowing the truthfulness the veracity of a messenger of sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created a kingdom beyond what we observe, this is iman also bil ghaib. But then there is ghayb which the mind can never reach to. But a believer will believe in this. This is known as the metaphysical realm. What is metaphysical? Mawara al-tabi'ah. What is mawara al-tabi'ah? That which is beyond nature. Al-tabi'ah is nature. Ma وراء الطبيعة is that which is beyond nature, what is beyond the physical realm. This group of people who are muttaqin, they firstly yu'minuna bil ghayb. They believe in al ghayb. The meaning of al ghayb also is that which is not apparent. Anything which is not apparent, like the realm of the angels, they believe in this because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has informed them regarding this. Bil ghaib also means that they believe bil ghaib with that which is hidden. What does that mean? That they believe with that which is hidden, meaning the heart. So they believe, بالغيبي, can have that meaning also. That they believe, they believe with that which is hidden, which is the heart. They believe in with the heart, meaning iqan, certainty that they have. بالغيبي, yeah. Then the Quran informs us regarding an action that they do after they have their belief, which is this verb is from aqama, Yukimu, Ikamatan, to establish. That wa they establish. What do they do? They establish the salah. Establishment, of course, with this shurut and arkan. What are its shurut? Shurut are the preconditions like al-wudu, al-tahara. When the person washes his hands, he knows he's washing away the sins, the outward sins he has performed with the hands. Then he washes the face he washes away the sins of the face, he washes the arms, he washes away the sins of the arms, he wipes the head, he wipes away the the sins from the the mind, then he washes the feet, all of this is the the shuruot, the conditions, then he has tahara to thawb, he wears the clean clothes, he ensures that the the clothing is clean, but inwardly he must also ensure that the inward is also clean, taharatul makan, uh, facing the qibla, the direction of the prayer, all of this is from Iqamatu الصلاة. Salah. وَيُقِيمُونَ الصلاة. ويقيمون الصلاة. They established the prayer as Here as the word as has numerous meanings. One of the linguistical meanings of as is Dua. alayhim. Do Dua for them. One of the meanings of Dua, uh, of Salah is Ar-Rahmah, Mercy. Like, إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النبي. that uh, uh, This is the meaning of tana, that the angels glorify and praise the Prophet وسلم But then, there is also the meaning of rahmah, that there is rahmah in, uh, وَهُوَ يُصَلِّ عَلَيْكُمْ وَهُوَ يُصَلِّ عَلَيْكُمْ He has mercy upon you. So, uh, the word salah has the meaning of dua, the word Salah has the meaning of Thana, praise. The word Salah has the meaning of Rahma. It has other meanings also. But all of this is found in Salah, in the worship, in the prayer. وَيُقِيمُونَ salata, They establish the prayer. Why? Because in Salah, you find Dua. In Salah, you find Thana. In du'a, in Salah, you find Rahma. All of these things are found in the Salah. So you can see the ignorance of those uh, Christian uh, Evangelical debaters who claim that Allah worships the Prophet sallallahu alaihi when they say the Quran says Inna Allaha wa malaikatahu Nabi they say look Allah sends yussalluna 'ala Nabi Allah and His angels yussalluna 'ala Nabi of course it means thana it has a different meaning because the word salah has all these linguistical meanings. So wa as salata, they established the prayer. وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ وَمِمَّا and this وَمِمَّا this is Min and Ma. And from that Ma Razaknaum, we have sustained them. Meaning Razaknaum, one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what a Razak. is the one who sustains you. Even the air that we breathe is Rizq this air that we are breathing now is a risk the clothes that we wear is a risk the fact that our heart beats is a risk the fact that our eyes see is a risk some people they think risk is only the bank account and bank balance some people think risk is how much wealth they have accumulated when in reality risk is everything you have what is sustaining you at every moment allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you sustenance wa mimma and from what razaqnahum we have Sustain them now sometimes in the Quran you will notice that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may say Khalaqtu that that which I have created But sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may say Khalaqna that which we have created Here razaqna that which we have sustained Sometimes the plural is utilized sometimes the singular a point to note Whenever the singular is utilized, it refers to the that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The that is one. Whenever the plural is utilized, it refers to the sifat, the divine attributes. And the divine attributes are multiple. So when it says, رزقناهم, We sustain them, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sustained them with his divine irada, his divine will. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sustained them with his divine power, quwwah qudra. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sustained them uh, with... His Ilm, meaning knowing what risk they shall have. So, Razaknaahum, we sustain them. Yunfiqun. they spend from what we have sustained them. This word yunfiqun is from Infaq. The word Nafaqa is expenditure because you extract the wealth from your wealth. Nafaqa, so when a man gives Nafaqa expenditure to the wife, he extracts the wealth from his own wealth, so it's referred to as nafaqa. This is why a munafiq is a munafiq. Why is a munafiq referred to as a munafiq? Because he pretends to believe, he comes out pretending to believe, and then he goes back. Like the way wealth is extracted. And this is why a rat or a mouse is referred to as a munafiq. Because what does the rat do? It looks at the hole, it peeps at the hole, and then it hides again. So the munafiq is like a rat. He pulls out his head pretending to believe and then he hides again. Or he hides under belief and then he pulls out his head disbelieving. So infaq is also extracting the wealth. This of course refers to zakatul amwal that they give the zakat every year. That every lunar year the Muslim is required to give the zakat. This is why it's essential to stay in touch with the lunar months that people observe the the lunar months in order to fulfill the Faridah of Zakat. If a person does not give Zakatul Amwal, it has harmful effects, like the wealth being destroyed or the wealth being harmed. In one hadith, it states that no treasure is lost in sea except because the people have not extracted Zakatul Amwal. Because they did not give the Zakat, the wealth was lost or damaged. So therefore, a person should always give Zakatul Amwal Aside from earning halal wealth, they give zakatul amwal, it preserves the wealth. Now here, these two actions were relating to a'mal. So, related to iman, faith. And iman is what? You will have three arkan, one is iman. One is iman that if a person, fails to fulfill the Iman, he becomes a kafir. But if he does the actions of Islam, then he is a a Muslim who does the actions of Islam, but if he has no Iman, then he is a munafiq, a hypocrite. But if he has the Iman, but does not do the outward actions, then he is what? Then he is a fasiq, he is a sinner. So a person should always maintain the Iman, Strong Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Quran and the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa But he should also maintain good actions. That if he falls short of those good actions, then he falls into fisk. Fisk is what? Uh, disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then this group of people, they are those yu'minun, they also believe. بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِن قَبْلِكَ Here بِمَا أُنزِلَ In that This مَا is مَا مَوْصُولَ Meaning in that أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ أُنزِلَ This is in the passive form From إنزال That which was revealed to you إنزال is what descends down So أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ That which was sent down to you What was sent to you Meaning سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم Is Al-Quran Al-Kareem Here we should note that sometimes in the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam specifically in the singular form but sometimes the singular form is utilized but it is addressing everyone especially the reader of the quran or the listener of the quran but it's in the singular form why is it in the singular form because the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the one conveying the quran so sometimes it's specific to the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Sometimes it's addressing the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, to convey, to convey it to the others, and sometimes it's con- it's in the singular form, addressing the reader or the listener of the Quran. So it's essential when you read through the Quran, you make these three distinctions: بما أنزل إليك وما أنزل من قبلك. So, they believe in that which was revealed to you, meaning the Qur'an, and its explanation, which is the Sunnah. إليهم, in order that you may explain to people what has been revealed to them, which is the Sunnah. قبلك, and that which was revealed prior to you. So, as I mentioned, what was revealed prior? There is that which we know through tafsir, through detail. That there is that which we know through detailed tafsilan, like what was revealed on Musa alayhi salam, that which was revealed on Isa alayhi that which was revealed on Dawood alayhi salam. Most of the anbiya alayhi salam which are mentioned are the anbiya Bani Israel, because Bani Israel was afsadul Qaum, was the most corrupt group, the most corrupt of the nations. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent anbiya alayhi salam to every nation of the earth. But the most ambiya was sent to Bani Israel because they were the most corrupt. And they are mentioned in the Quran because of that corruption. And in order that Muslims be aware that they avoid similar type of corruption. And that which was revealed prior to you. Some people speculate. Sometimes they think that some of the books of the Hindus or some of the books of the Buddhists or the teachings of the Buddha these may have been previous revelations. It's best not to speculate. Why? Because then you may add those who were not anbiya amongst the anbiya. And those who are not anbiya, you may negate them from being anbiya. So it's best to avoid discussion. We only know of anbiya alaynus salam through al-wahi, through revelation, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to us, tafsilan, in detail of the 25 or so messengers uh, 25 or, or so Anbiya prophets that are mentioned in Al Quran Al Karim. Even within Al Quran Al Karim, they may dispute some of the identity of some of the Anbiya alimu salam, like Sayyiduna Luqman alayhi salam, not identity, whether they were prophets, like Sayyiduna Luqman alayhi salam, or Sayyiduna Dhul Qarnain alayhi salam, or Sayyiduna Khidr alayhi salam. They dispute regarding or Sayyiduna Dhul Qarnain salam whether these were prophets or not. But those who are prophets with certainty, we know of them through al al Kareem. Aside from them, a person should never speculate whether uh, Buddha was a prophet, because they could end up ascribing prophethood to a man who was misguided. As, of course, we know the likes of Guru Nanak was a total deviant, he was not a prophet, because there is no prophet after Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu they say with regard to Guru Nanak, he entered water and went through a mystical experience and then uh, claimed to have his own religion. He is similar to Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Qadiani, meaning the man who came from Qadian in India who claimed to be prophethood, but there is no prophet after the Messenger of Allah wasallam. And with regard to Sayyiduna Isa Sayyidina Sayyiduna Isa was a prophet already so him returning back to earth does not mean a new prophet has arrived waliyadu billah ma unzila min qablika and that which was revealed to you so what do we need to believe in in terms of what was revealed prior to sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi what we need to believe in is what is mentioned in the quran and the sunnah and then after that we leave the rest to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wabil akhirati hum yuqinoon wabil akhirati hum Here, Wabil Akhirah is another article of faith. Al Akhirah is an afterlife. The question is, is Al Akhirah from the articles of faith which is known with the mind? Is the day of judgment something which is known with the mind? The answer is yes. The day of judgment is something we can know with the mind. How? That if we say there is no day of judgment, this would entail that good, khair, and shar, evil, are equal. Meaning, a person like Hitler, who carried out uh, so much injustice, or other than Hitler, we have so many tyrants today as well, that they carry out injustice. When they carry out injustice and they die, if we say there is no akhirah, there is no hereafter, there is no day of judgment, then that would entail that good and evil are equal. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created a day when good and evil will be differentiated and those who did good will be rewarded and those who did evil will be punished. This is Dalil Aqli, a Dalil from reasoning, to show that by necessity of the mind there is a day of judgment. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says regarding the believers, وَبِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ يُوقِنُونَ وَبِالْآخِرَةِ meaning in the, the hereafter, that there is a life in the hereafter, like there is a life in the Barzakh. Then after the Barzakh, there is a Hashar, when the people will be resurrected, and then there is a Jannah, paradise and then there is jahannam this is all of course the quran will give detail with regard to the akhirah throughout the quran as we go through the tafsir the commentary there will be more detail with regard to the akhirah hum this group of believers what is their certainty in al akhirah hum they have iqan iqan is when someone is certain with regard to something yaqeen is from the same root word yaqeen is certainty wa bil hum they have absolute certainty with regard to the akhirah this entails that the akhirah is an article of faith that anyone who rejects the akhirah is a disbeliever these are articles of faith which are known as al maalum fil din bi those things which are known in religion by necessity so if you notice, there is a rab, there is a connect, connection between each verse. As one verse is mentioned, the next verse is connected to the previous. The, and there is also always, within the surah of the Qur'an, by the way, the, the word surah it comes in the meaning of a gate. As if to say, and the plural is surah. So you have surah, a chapter, and then the plural is surah. Surah al-Qur'an, the chapters of the Qur'an, and there are, hundred and fourteen chapters in the Quran that the Surah Al-Qur'an they have a tartib but they have a theme each chapter will have a theme so the, chapter, the theme of Surah Al-Baqarah will be Ahkam legal rulings and this is why I mentioned some commentators they say there is one thousand commands and one thousand prohibitions in Surah Al-Baqarah but there is also the theme of Bani Israel being mentioned why Bani Israel being mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah because Bani Israel were a rebellious people. And because of their rebellious nature, the Ahkam were made stringent upon them. So this is the theme of Suratul Al-Baqarah. Then, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us regarding this group, Ula'ika. That group of people, Ula'ika. This word, Ula'ika, is composed of two things. One is Ula'i, those. And then there is Ka, which gives the meaning of those people, meaning Ula'ika. Those group of uh, that group of people which has been described, meaning their their iman has been described, and their actions have been described. That group of people, they ala <laughs> rabbihim They are upon guidance from their Lord. Now we know those who have iman and yuqimu as salata. They established the prayer. They are described humul muflihun. They are described as being successful. Those are, who have been commanded to pray, they were numerous groups. They were, there was the group of the Christians, They were the group of the Christians, that what did they do? They in Surah Maryam, الصلاة, that they, they were successors and then what happened? They wasted away the prayer. They followed their desires. They will go to Gay, which is a place in Jahannam. But then the, the Munafiqeen, that when they stand up for prayer, they stand up lazy for the prayer. This is the description of, of the Munafiqeen. Then you have those who abandon Salah, like the Yahud and others, and then you have the believers. The believers are those who establish that the prayer for the believer is a fixed time, an established time, that they establish their prayers on time. So those people, They are upon a guidance. Note the word Rabb repeated. Remember previously الحمد لله رب ala hudam They are upon a guidance from their Lord mir Rabbihim wa And this is the group that are successful Meaning if you want to attain success The word falah, falah, is success This is why when we recite Adhan We say what? Uh, call out the Adhan We say حيا على falah. Come to success. Min salah is success. Humun muflihun. This group of people are successful. As if to say, when we read the Quran from the beginning, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is informing us that this book, al la Firstly, know that there is no doubt in this book. Secondly, establish your prayers and your faridah, which includes zakatul amwal, but also believe. In that which has been revealed upon Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa and what will happen, Those people are upon the guidance from their Lord. and those that group of people, muflihun, they are the ones who are successful, meaning they will reach what falah. Then Allah subhanahu wa taala describes the disbelievers. So. After mentioning the description of the believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will mention the description of the disbelievers, the kuffar. After the description of the kuffar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will mention the description of the munafiqeen. Inshallah, next week we'll, we will continue through Surah Al-Baqarah and the theme of Surah Al-Baqarah. جزا الله عنا سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم ما هو أهله سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين